Hello, and welcome to the Irresistible Marketing Pod, the podcast that wants you to stop leaving easy money on the table. I'm your host, Isa Gauchi, your marketing confidence cheerleader and owner of the Emisa Messaging Digital Marketing Agency for small business baddies such as yourself in the fields of health, wellness, personal development, and the creative arts. So today we're talking about following up and why it's so freaking important. Because if you're only offering once, if you're only issuing a single invitation, if you're only asking one time, you're leaving money on the table. Look, I get it. Following up can feel awkward. Were they ghosting you on purpose or did they just get distracted? And is asking again pushy, salesy, or gross? So many good-hearted entrepreneurs talk themselves out of smart marketing and sales moves because they don't want to violate the principle of consent, which I get, respect, and agree with. But there is a very big difference between pushing past a no, trying to muscle someone out of their hesitation, and a simple, polite follow-up. And following up is a very important marketing skill because once is definitely, definitely not enough allow me to explain. Marketing lore famously posits the rule of seven, that customers typically need to encounter a marketing message at least seven times to develop enough know, like, and trust to be ready to invest. This makes sense because our unconscious minds tend to associate familiarity with safety, whether it's actually safe or not, but that's a story for another day. So if we only make the offer, the invitation, the ask one time, we're not asking in a way that nurtures a feeling of safety for our potential customers. We must, through repetition, get comfortable with following up. So here are a few reasons that helped me to feel better about this prospect when I got the awkwardness or the ick around the prospect of following up. So we are all dependent on reminders. It's the digital age, and we have all grown reliant upon them. Think about how many you need just to get through your day. Here are a few that I absolutely rely upon. I need those Google Calendar alerts that a meeting is coming up in 15 minutes, or I'd leave a lot of people annoyed and waiting. I'd have a whole lot of parking tickets if it weren't for my reminders app telling me to move my car on street sweeping days. And I'd so glad that my vet sends out emails when it's time for my pet's checkups and shots. And thank freaking goodness my annual software subscriptions let me know when that big auto payment is coming up. And I'm grateful that the last person who interviewed me for an online publication sent me reminders to get my info back to him in time for his deadline, otherwise I wouldn't get to be featured. And I'm so grateful I got a bunch of emails to sign up when I could still get in on that discount for the last coaching program that I bought. And you know what? My current clothes are thanks to several reminders about my birthday discount. And those are just the ones I can think of off the top of my head. Bottom line, these reminders were welcome, appreciated, and truly helped me. You see, repetition is just not the same thing as intrusion. And I know a lot of you worry that it is when you think about following up yourself, but every time you get that fear, just think about all of the reminders that you are grateful to have in your life that just keep things moving smoothly and more delightfully for you. Okay, 
So another way I encourage you to reframe your beliefs about following up is to remind yourself that they might not have known that you were talking specifically to them the first time you tried making that offer. So there are so many reasons why the first time you made the offer didn't result in a sale. Other than the rule of seven and not allowing your audience to get familiar enough with the offer, one of the most common reasons I see is that it's not clear enough who was exactly was being invited to the offer in the first place. Take testimonials. I've had several clients come to me super flummoxed. They'd been given great verbal feedback from their customers, but they weren't getting any testimonials or reviews. So my first question to them is always, how did you ask for the testimonial? And you know what they usually say? A form. Aha, look, a form is impersonal. It looks like something a big faceless corporation might send out to their zillions of customers. Your customer would have a hard time realizing that their testimonial would make all the difference to you and your business. I then advise my clients to send a personal message directly to those customers who gave them great verbal feedback. Something like this. Hey Veronica, thank you so much for being a part of my program. It was such a joy to work with you. I have to tell you, it meant so much to me to hear how you were implementing the techniques we worked on in the program and were getting such amazing results. Would you be willing to share a testimonial I could use on my website, social media, and other marketing materials? Since you are an ideal client, I would love to attract others like you, and I know hearing from you how this program benefited you, in your own words, would go such a long way. It can be as long or as short as you like, even if it's only a sentence or two. If you are so inclined, here is a link for where you can leave your review on Google and I can take it from there. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Oof, does that tick the response rate up? Often on the first try. But if they don't hear back in a week, I recommend they send a quick follow-up, something like this. Hi, Veronica, I just wanted to check back in with you about a testimonial please let me know if you have any questions or concerns. Still nothing, try back in another week or so, and then let it go. I can tell you that using this method has gotten me and my clients so many glowing testimonials though, way, way, way more than a form ever did. Of course, right? Think of it like being invited to a party. There is such a huge difference between an invitation like this Hey, I'm having a party Friday. It's open to everyone. You can come if you want. And an invitation like this. Hi, Cheryl. I would love for you to come to my party on Friday. I got that cheese you like so much, and I got that gloom game that you recommended because it sounded like a blast. And I'd really love to introduce you to Betty and Reggie, my friends I was telling you about that I think you'd really hit it off with. They're super stoked to meet you. Which party are you more likely to go to? And yes, um, I'm binge watching Riverdale. So those, those are the names. Anyway, which party are you more likely to go to? The second one where you feel specifically welcomed, right? But when folks are new to marketing, they tend to make offers like the first one. Part of the reason I advise folks to regularly show up and make the same offer over and over again is because it allows you to experiment, to test out different messaging, to see what resonates to practice talking yourself and your offer up, not in a falsely inflated way, but in a confident standing in your power way. 
because confidence and standing in our power don't come naturally to a lot of us. Luckily, it can be learned through practice and repetition. Here's the other reason it's really important to follow up. Sometimes it is a no and we get to respect that. And sometimes they'll tell you why it's a no. For instance, the price is out of their budget, they were looking for more one-on-one support than a group membership affords, or they prefer a done-for-you service to learning how to do it themselves. This is often a golden opportunity for an up or down sell if you have a different product or service that better suits their needs. And if you just left it at, oh, okay, and feel bummed about it, then first offer you made not being a good fit for them, you'd be leaving money on the table for other better fit products you could recommend. So my, actually my business mentor tells a story about how she sold no spots to a one-on-one program. She surveyed the people that kept opening the emails about why not. And they're like, you know, investment is a little too rich for my blood right now. So she came up with a custom offer that was, um, not as high ticket, a little less intensive. And she's, I think she made something like $20,000 off of the downsell with like a custom order she just whipped up. Um, by the way, you should definitely follow intuitive edge coaching cause she's a genius like that. But anyway, following up is important. But before I let you go, I wanna tackle the elephant in the room. Following up is really different from ignoring a no, which is not something I'm recommending that you do. I don't advise anyone to try to talk their customers out of a no. Why? Because it is icky. We value consent around here and don't advocate using rape culture tactics in sales. So no means no, we respect no's. So we get to let our customers have a sovereign no. And when we are told no, we respect it and stop trying to market or sell the same offer to those folks. This, however, does not mean we have to stop marketing in general. When it's a no to our whole business, a no to all our offers, they can and should leave our audience. They should unsubscribe, they should unfollow, they should mute. Because businesses sell things. That is the nature of a business. So following a business, signing up for their emails, following them on social media, et cetera, et cetera, implies consent that you are opting into being exposed to what businesses do, sell. Following up is also not a violation of consent if we simply haven't heard back. That is, as long as we aren't excessive about it. This is why I usually count my follow-up attempts at two. I think about it a lot like texting. My sister forgets if she can't answer right away. And I know this about her, so I just remind her later. (laughs) I do not assume she stopped loving me or wanting to hear from me when I don't get an answer from a text. I just understand that she's busy and has a lot of demands on her time and attention. I know that her not answering a text sometimes does not reflect anything about me, how much she values me, or how good my message was. If she actually does have a problem with me, I trust her to tell me, like an adult. Now I know that unfortunately not everyone is as cool as my sister and not everyone deserves the benefit of the doubt the way that she does. but. Since I can't know every contact for my business as well as I know my sister, it makes me feel better to assume it's like with my sister. They love me, they want to hear from me, they thought the message was great, they just got distracted and forgot when they couldn't answer right away. This helps me do marketing more effectively by empowering me to follow up without any mind drama. And knowing that I respect a no when I hear one, I don't worry that the follow-up is compromising my values. 
So if I decide to just think of the lack of response this way, they love me, they love hearing from me, they just got distracted or confused, who is it hurting? No, it's not hurting anybody. So if that helps you, I invite you to adopt the thought that they love you and want to hear from you, they just got distracted or confused. And if not, you can trust them that they will tell you otherwise or otherwise excuse themselves. This makes following up so much easier. And that makes making money, signing aligned clients, and scoring glowing reviews so freaking much easier. So following up, bottom line, is a win-win, win-win, win-win-win. All right. Did you find these mindset shifts helpful? There's plenty more where that came from. Join the squad where you get me as your own personal marketing confidence cheerleader and a room full of badass, powerful boss babes to hype you up as you go get those big dreams of yours. Marketing triggers a lot of emotional dragons, but it's easier to tame them in a community that will lovingly hold you accountable and keep you motivated and inspired. The squad includes monthly virtual marketing masterclasses on topics voted by members, monthly business labs where we workshop your actual marketing assets, strategy, and tactics, free copy editing, marketing confidence cheerleading sessions, a private Facebook group to receive support between sessions and feedback on your marketing assets, strategy, and tactics, and an on-call expert marketing director, which is me. The link to join the squad and meet your new business besties is in the show notes. It is time to stop holding yourself back, babe. Let us support you as you go get those big dreams that you want, need, and deserve. All right. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Send this episode to a friend who needs to hear it and drop me a five-star review because it really helps get this free resource to more people who need it and it makes me feel good. Okay, love you, bye.